We're slovenly, we're feelingy, we're really kind of dumb. We're Terry, Shar, and Lissa, all here to have some fun. So guard your holes, let's make some rolls, and talk some D&D with the Cave Trolls. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, my stand is really cheap, and I have to, like, jerry-rig it to the wall to get it to stay. Like, I have an armature that pivots and whatnot, but the armature was much cheaper than the mic, um, and it, it is worth every penny. <laughs> like or lack thereof. I'm sorry, I'm sure. burping a lot away from the mic because I'm drinking a fizzy lifting drink. This is why you shouldn't drink liquor. You're not supposed to drink carbonated, like like the the rules uh, of microphones. You don't drink anything carbonated. You don't drink anything with dairy in it. Hey, I think you should tell that to Charday. Um, <laughs> you should have heard us during, or me specifically, when we were recording Slavenly Trolls, because I had enough time because um, uh, we were waiting for Lissa's repairman, I think, to like finish up before we started recording, and so I got like a couple cups of coffee in. And then also a Coca-Cola. And then I downed that right before we started recording. And I had to keep muting myself because I kept burping. Well, listen, this is not the Slavenly Trolls. They're going to hear me burp, okay? Let's just, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weekly show. And weekly means that we don't have time for that crap. Speaking of not having time for that crap, if you do have time for that cr crap, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Creations. Give us a buck or two over there. You can check out all of our fun stuff. And for the uninitiated, you're like, Patreon can't be killed. What the fuck is this? This is the Cave Trolls podcast, the only podcast that gives you all the D and D and TTRPG news that you need to know about, and some of the news you don't need to know about. We got some fun stuff this week that's just exciting if you like D and D, and really boring if you don't. And if you don't like D and D, why the hell are you listening to this show? Speaking of this show, my name is Terry Smith, and with me, as always, is one half of the Slavenly Trolls, Sharday. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Ooh, Tony the Tiger style, and the better half of the Slavenly Trolls. Wow. Lissa, how you doing? I'm doing amazing as the better half. <laughs> I don't know if I said bitter or better. But yeah, I, they're I not mutually exclusive. Fine. Yeah, exactly. She's the bitter half, and I'm the better half. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the bitter half, if you want to follow us over on Twitter, which we're still on, we haven't boycotted yet. Let's see how terrible it gets first. Um, you can follow us at Cave Trolls Pod. Yes. Question mark? Oh, I got it. What up? And if you want to email us, because Twitter goes down because some horrible thing is happening, Elon Musk tweets twice in a day, and it's even more awful than normal, you can email us at campykillcreations at gmail.com. But without further ado, no more plugs, no more housekeeping. Let's jump into it. Um, this week, we have some fun news. First up, friend of the show, um, Megan one of the hosts of can someone name one of her 15 podcasts please Dragon <laughs> okay one at a time Charday first <laughs> Dragonlance canticle and lissa unaligned previously known as the DD book club <laughs> she did some work on ravenloft trinkets and treasures along with jeff c stevens ben doherty gene bro jr joanna delon John Connor self, Kari Joe Cage, uh, Frutigman, and I think that's everybody. A lot of cool creators on this one, and they made a bunch of different treasures to go along with Ravenloft. I'm going to read directly from DM's Guild. By the way, 
I didn't introduce this segment correctly. This is the Bits and Bobs segment where we talk about games and supplements and all the stuff that you can spend your hard-earned cash on for D&D and TTRPGs. Uh, Ravenloft Trinkets and Treasures is a collection of trinkets and magic items inspired by several of the original Ravenloft adventures. The writing team tapped into the text of The Evil Eye, Feast of Goblins, The Forgotten Terror, uh, Neither Man Nor Beast, Night of the Walking Dead, Roots of Evil, and When Black Roses Bloom for inspiration to create these delectable treasures of the dark in all, they created 41 colorful trinkets and 39 magical items for you to use as rewards for your heroic adventurers. The, uh, these items aren't only for Ravenloft. Many could easily be inserted into any campaign. There's lots of cool and creepy stuff in there, and the artwork's really neat as well. Um, so I recommend Ravenloft Trinkets and Treasures. You can get it over on Dungeon Masters Guild for less than $4. I think it's on sale right now. Normally it's 5 bucks. It's $3.96. So go buy that and support some cool creators and some creepy treasures. Are you two going to buy uh, trinkets and treasures with your almost no money? Obviously, because Megan contributed to it. We gotta support Megan. Support <laughs> sure, Megan. Plus, you... if I'm gonna play through Ravenloft, like I need, I need more things. Yeah, you got the, Ravenloft has cool items, but I wouldn't say it's got a lot of cool treasures for like your um your party to get like if, if we're going off the fifth edition version which was the last version i played there wasn't a lot of cool loot that you could take and carry on there were some there was some stuff and there's really cool items that have to go along with the adventure but mm. if we're talking loot to take and keep going with your characters i think that is a place where it was lacking so this is a kind of a cool supplement so i will definitely be picking it up um plus there's like nine people that fucking worked on this game so they're getting a really small cut i'm sure so they need to sell a lot more uh take some of that monty python and the holy grail rpg money and go pick up this pdf uh, give it to maggot uh it's just it's still growing by the way they're they're way over a million dollars now oh my god did you actually um take back your <laughs> listen don't call me out like <laughs> I did. I'm just, I'm just curious. I did because I'm a frugal guy and my buddy Dave purchased it. So he bought it. So I didn't have to. <laughs> uh, I don't like this judgment. I'm moving on. Next story. <laughs> Hasbro reveals Dicelings, new toys that transform from dice uh, to Dungeons and Dragons monsters. This comes from comicbook.com. Christian Hoffer. Soon Dungeons and Dragons will be able to roll a red dragon or beholder when making an attack on a red dragon or a beholder. Earlier today, Hasbro announced a new Dicelings toy line with the first wave of figures set to be released in March 2023. The new Dicelings are toys that transform from an oversized 20-sided dice to a classic Dungeons and Dragons monster. The first wave will include four toys, a white owlbear, a black dragon, a red dragon, and a beholder. Notably, three of the four Dicelings are inspired by the Dungeons and Dragons honor among thieves movie however the beholder figure doesn't feature any uh dungeons and dragons honor among thieves branding suggesting that a beholder won't be in the movie there's a lot of conjecture in this article here christian but i have to 100 agree i had the exact same thought um, <laughs> i'm super excited i want to pre-order all four of these and you can i'm gonna put them uh description in um in the bio here so you can buy it for yourself and my address if you want to send me one uh maybe a p.o box in case i get more severed heads or um you know what else do people send uh that's creepy hair i don't want any hair um but i do want some dice builders <laughs> um i'm trying to find the pricing on it and i haven't been able to find that yet uh, yeah, i can't do the thing 
No, they're they're not released yet, but I I want to know so I can set that money aside. I need this <laughs> shit. I told my wife they I was like, like I go ahead. They look like they're made of plastic, so they can't be like big Tiamat figure size. Obviously, they're not. They're definitely oversized dice. Like uh, they can fit in your hand. Like it's a full transformer for sure, which is why I think like Dicelings definitely a cool name rolls off the tongue but dice formers is what i would have called them which doesn't really make sense but that's what i would have called them i'm not a marketing guy okay um but i definitely would have did it uh they look kind of expensive and hasbro has you know on on occasions made things that are super financially viable for collectors and then things that are like hey only the people that have 500 extra dollars to spend on this shit is who we're marketing to um they're really good about you know this line is for rich people this line is for people that doesn't that that have you know disposable income and this line is for people that have to feed other people so let's see where this one falls into it it looks like they range from uh 12 to 15 dollars you know they would kind of remind me of those like um happy meal toys 100 percent, 100 percent, like the old happy meal toys um oh my god could you imagine <laughs> did with the D D movie Dungeons and Dragons. Do you think they're not going to? Because I'm, like, uh, I'm going to eat there every day and collect everything. It's oh my god! What if they did dice? Uh I I would I would freak out if they did dice. So I would freak the freak out. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the pre order website. That's where I found the pricing for it. Um, this website this is Entertainment Earth. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves D and D Dicelings Converting Figure Wave One Case of Six. There's only four, so do I get two extras? Because this is eighty three dollars. That math does not math up. So, um, I must get two extras to share with some friends. But I'm pre ordering that. So good luck with anybody else who has things to buy this episode. Um, <laughs> that was all I could afford to spend. Uh, I can take that off my Christmas list. Beautiful. I did say to my wife, I was like, this is the only thing I want for Christmas now. Whatever else you had, it's not as cool. Get me these. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong, though? I mean, it's great if you're planning on getting you something a little bit pricey, and now you just want plastic little dice toys, which is great. I mean, that's mostly what I want. The thing is, is I have two small children at home, so I don't own a lot of nice things because they'll eventually get their hands on it. Uh, like, even things that are cheap that I have. Like, I had these little miniatures that were from Digimon from back in the day. Like, I had them since the 90s. And my son recently has fallen in love with Digimon. He's always liked it, but now he really likes them. And he had taken them off my desk. He asked politely, and he broke, like, all of them. They're just little, like, PVC Aww. figures. And he's Aww. so sad, and he feels so bad. I'm like, it's fine. Dad doesn't have nice things, so you can have nice things. And that made him cry worse, and I felt really bad. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's a very empathetic there, little boy. There, there are some things that we think and some things that we say. Right. As I just wanted to say, like, it's okay. I don't want nice things. I want you to have nice things. It's okay. And it just it broke his heart more. Um, I have, like, some really expensive SH figure arts Power Rangers and Digimon figures that I keep on a high shelf. And I now let him pose them with, like, supervision. <laughs> he's allowed to change the pose he's not allowed to take them and go play but he's allowed to pose them so most of my expensive things are already plastic or just digital and ethereal um so i'm I'm not afraid to buy the plastic i'm going to in fact i just did so (laughs) um moving on uh actually before we move on which one i because you know we can't afford to get all these which one would you get if you could get one owlbear 
the owl bear is pretty fucking sweet and i want to have it just to put it on my table so the rules lawyer can be like well actually a druid can't wild shape into an owl bear and i can say fuck you and throw <laughs> it at them exactly that's the reason why i want it it makes no sense but i want it <laughs> i'm so excited for that movie i i don't remember the release date but i thought it was sooner and i've just been waiting every week i'm like when is this movie coming out when can i fucking watch sure, it yeah it's early 2023 right yeah and i'm like fuck uh i don't know the next nerdy thing i get to wait for um mm. probably ant-man no wakanda forever wakanda forever is the next movie i'll probably see in theaters um i saw black adam it was fine I, yeah i heard it was either fine or it's i don't think it's worth it i wouldn't say you have to go to the movies uh and see it necessarily to get into a quick uh movie podcast but uh spoilers if you don't want to know earmuffs for end of of black adam everyone close their their ears i know you two don't give a fuck but um they brought back uh, henry cavill as superman so that was semi worth it although the canonical um pandora's box that just opened up is dumb uh, because of all of that, and that means they're probably not going to reboot the way that they should. But Henry Cavill's back. I like Henry Cavill. He's there. He's not the Witcher anymore, so there's that. Ah, uh, don't even get me started. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We, I guess, we could maybe talk about that in the uh, entertainment news. The Witcher is very fantasy. Yeah. I've played the Witcher uh, RPG, so uh, maybe we'll come back around to that. You said you played it too. I played the video game. Oh, the video game. Yeah, I mean, of course. Witcher 3 is, is fucking awesome. I meant the actual TTRPG. No, I played, okay, I played Witcher 2 and 3. Like, 2 is also, 2 is underrated. The, the combat isn't as good, obviously, just because it wasn't as good it's back then. It's political. But it's so cool. Like, the fact that, again, uh, earmuffs again, if you don't want to be spoiled for a potential ending of Witcher 2 um but it's a very old game you should have played it by now but go play it if you haven't um the fact that you can end that game with just drinking with the other witcher and just walk away credits roll i fucking love that game so much just That's because so of that cool like your choices actually impact the whole game when you pick one side over the other you could just tell that the story changes and it makes you wonder like what what would have happened if you sided with some other like faction 100 i know a couple of my buddies they were like oh yeah it sucked that we had to kill that guy i was like you didn't have to kill that guy i just fucking shared a drink and we went our <laughs> separate ways because we were both like we're just working for kings we don't have to do this and then in witcher 3 if he can show up if you let him live at the end of the other game and you'd be like hey bro like i've come to help because we're bros now it's Dude, great bros <laughs> <laughs> just bros being dudes dudes being guys it's a great time <laughs> oh man moving on uh this comes from alex mian over at Dicebreaker. hunt dracula in his vampire court in the stoker verse role-playing game um bram stoker if you don't know one of the more prolific dracula writers um when i can't say the only can't say the canonical one it's it's public domain lots of people have different versions but a lot of people know dracula and a lot of the lore comes from bram stoker's dracula and now you can play it in a ttrpg stoker versus exactly what it sounds like it's in the world of bram stoker so if you like um commissioner gordon as dracula or uh kiana reeves as jonathan harker i can't remember that guy's name um it's harker thank you it's been a long time since i've seen that one um and then winona ryder as the girl (laughs) wait lucy or mina mina i I think it's i think it's mina the girl of friends lucy's the hot uh redhead usually redhead who gets uh taken by 
Dracula. Uh, I think that did they conflate those characters in the movie? Um, Wait, am I am I speaking out of my ass? No, I don't think so. I don't because Mina Mina Harker Mina Harker is like who he keeps writing. Jonathan keeps writing to. I think that's Natalie Portman in the movie. Mm. Not Natalie Portman. Sorry, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Anyways, though, you can play it in the upcoming RPG, which, um, honestly, I'd prefer, like, I, I've played Vampires uh, the Masquerade now for, I don't know, 10 years, and I like it. It's way too BDSM for me. That's just not my vibe. It's no, no kink shaming or anything like that. That's just not, I don't, I never fantasize about being in the, the Matrix slash, um, underworld club with lots of leather. That's just never been the vampires for me. Um, Bram Stoker was, was definitely more, more the thing I went for. So I'm excited for this just for that very classical, almost Castlevania-esque vibe. Um, I don't know too much else about the game, but it's not pulling purely from, um like the movie it has lots of other lore in there it's got werewolves it's got frankenstein's monster it's i would say it's even close to like universal monsters is what they're going for but with that really really like dark i i keep going to coppola's movie but obviously it was a book before um what's it called is it a epistolary when you write letters for a fiction yeah epistolary novels thank you i <laughs> going right, back right, right. For um so like the epistolary novel uh is, they're pulling from tons in there and plus they have like segments from it in the in the book and it's really cheap um for you can get a, a physical copy for 46 bucks or a pdf version for 14 so um really really affordable i recommend it like i said i can't purchase it right at this moment because i bought all the dicelings but that's okay <laughs> but you can check it out on kickstarter i'll put the the link in there this comes from nightfall games in case you were like who the fuck made it terry and i'm like i don't know i want to talk about francis ford coppola for a little while who doesn't uh nicholas cage that's why he changed his last name Because he's his nephew, if you didn't know. Yeah, I did not know. It is Nicholas so Coppola. Lost. Uh, do you know who Francis Ford Coppola is? Nope. <laughs> it's the it's the person who directed um, Bram Stoker's Dracula and a bunch of other shit, too. But ah, okay. Prolific director, yeah. Very. And Nicholas Cage was his nephew. What'd you say? Is, that, is, he, is he the one who did the Godfather? He was. Ah. You are not incorrect about this. We'll see. We'll see about the rest of it. I don't want to say in general. Having a brother in film. (laughs) (laughs) And TV. Don't limit him. And TV, but like he still calls movies films. So like we're working on. (laughs) That is the most (laughs) most your brother thing I have ever heard in my life. But like. It, for those listening, if you want to think of like a film bro of like somebody who went to film school who loves cinema, that is one. Of, it's not his entire personality anymore. It wasn't undergrad, but like, um, that's him. He is a film bro, but like, don't worry, I'm teaching him things. He won't listen to this podcast, so he, he won't. <laughs> no, no, he won't listen to it. It's digital. Like, if we put it on tape and then sold it, you know, then maybe. <laughs> no, 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 Terry. You got to show it on film and show oh. it on the theater. And, um, the theater. The theater. Probably have an orchestra playing. Like, I don't 
<laughs> listen, listen. You lost me there because I love a good orchestral. Um, That's uh, true. Honestly, I kind of so. made it seem pretty badass. Can we get an orchestra? On no, not even a little bit. I could probably. What we can afford is for me to clean up my uh, my trombone, and we can oh. I can play that for us. That's the closest we can get. Not my flute. My flute is much more expensive to get fixed, but my trombone I could repair at home. Uh. So we'll, we'll look at the funds. We'll see what we can get. Um, next up, Choose Your Own Adventure Books inspired this gothic horror solo RPG. All, also from Alex Mian over at Dicebreaker. Um, this game is called The Wolves of Langston. It's an upcoming tabletop RPG that takes place in a small town that's being terrorized by a strange beast. Uh, set in the unfortunate town of Langston, the role-playing game has players creating and playing their characters alone. Without the need for the game master or any other players, during the game, players will steer their character along through Langston on the hunt for clues to solve the mystery of whatever is killing the town's inhabitants, hopefully saving some of them along the way. Um, built on gameplay systems such as those found in tabletop titles like Fantasy RPGs, Dungeons & Dragons 5e, and Pathfinder 2e, Wolves of Langston enables uh, the player to create their own characters with various skills and abilities to overcome challenges. Alex, damn it, we talked about this. That's every rpg okay um but yes uh i like this game because it has very simple rules i've handed a few solo rpgs to people and they're like i don't understand what this is i thought you said this was DD by myself and this one is basically DD by yourself with a cool werewolf hunt um mixed into the to the game so this is one i definitely recommend it's also also cheap so i think it you can pick it up for nine bucks i believe is what the pdf version is um yeah and 20 for a physical copy which is um very fair for a solo rpg because uh you can potentially have millions of hours of fun because you don't need friends to play it and that friends get in the way everybody knows that um other humans are hell they are <laughs> this one i'm definitely picking up i know i already broke my rule um but i'm going to buy this one i love solo rpgs we've talked about them a lot on this show lissa you are a solo rpg correspondent so i'm probably gonna send you um a pdf copy just, of this i was just about to say like if you're not gonna buy me one i might buy myself one just to play this <laughs> i know um, this sounds really cool i love the idea of collecting clues um i wish i could get a look at what the clues actually look like that's one of my favorite things in games is you know solving mysteries and i love a good werewolf game so it's it's gothic horror hello i am a slut for gothic horror. Like, <laughs> we, my, we are very promiscuous on this be my vampire werewolf daddy that's all i know <laughs> um it was created and set to be released by uh obvious mimic a company that was co-founded and is run by daniel and kai uh, is where this comes from i'll put the kickstarter campaign in the link below go check it out go back it if you're interested join us um superhero tabletop rpg mutants and masterminds 3e has been reprinted this is kind of exciting i don't know if you two have ever experienced anything like mutants and masterminds i know you don't play a lot of rpgs and you're also a little less familiar with uh superhero games especially right um have you two heard of mutants and masterminds no 
Um, Eminem is, for a long time, I would say one of the go-tos for superhero RPGs. There's a lot of them. You've heard me talk about many of them on this show. Mutants and Masterminds was the first dedicated supers game I had played. Um, I played uh, GURPS supers for a long time. I still highly recommend that one. Mutants and Masterminds, though, is a D20 system. So if you want to familiarize yourself with D&D and then switch over, you totally could do that. And uh, that's where I think its biggest strength lies. Um, It's got really cool tables to make using superpowers like the movies very quick and easy to do so like you can look at the chart and say well my strength is five that means i can lift this many pounds and throw it x far um so you can really figure out how to play your superhero um the spot that it didn't quite work for me was combat takes a very long time and is very nebulous with health there's not really a health system every time you hit you put like another negative one on them so eventually if they get hit a lot you can roll and beat their dc uh more often eventually knocking them out killing them whatever your gm says you can do and that didn't quite work for my table um but i do recommend it if you're looking for a superhero game the fact that they're reprinting it is really cool because i and along with some of the other people I know, we kind of thought it was dead. Uh, so it's exciting. I say I thought because last time I had said a game might be doing less than good. The publisher yelled at me on Twitter. So I will say outright, I thought Mutants and Masterminds was was falling by the wayside. And it's cool that they're not and they're reprinting it. Go get it. Mutants and Masterminds, don't attack me. <laughs> uh, you two interested in Mutants and Masterminds? You going to go pick this up? a big superhero person so probably not but i'm excited for people who are really super into superheroes at the tabletop table for sure yeah i would love to see you make that transition it's really cool um you don't have to be a big comic book nerd or even mcu person to get into them there's so many different stories to be told with superheroes and it's one of those places where if you like cinematic games especially um superhero rpgs are really cool for that because you know superheroes lend themselves to big bombastic action set pieces Mm -hmm. and one of the few places where you can do that easily is in a ttrpg in a video game if you're playing a big you know triple a budget uh superhero game like gotham knights recently came out a lot of people are disappointed because you kind of have to rein them in there's only so much you can allow them to do whereas in a ttrpg if someone's playing superman you can roll the dice and have superman do what superman does instead of being limited by what somebody can program into a game so that's why i love superhero games um also i'm a gigantic comic book nerd if you didn't know i don't write a, i i have one superhero comic i don't write a lot of them uh hit me up marvel uh dc as well i don't i'm not i don't discriminate pay me money i'll write shit um uh, <laughs> uh I'm, I'm getting there slowly Moving on, 7th CRPG has its own expandable card game featuring pirates, booty, and buccaneers. You two, uh, have you ever heard of 7th C? No, I don't make maybe. <laughs> I feel a lot of things, well, a lot of games with pirates, it's there like are a C in it, sure, like in the title. So, like Sea of Thieves or something. So, I'm like, have I before? Because the title is pretty like. I don't want to say basic, but it, it is. Like How a lot dare of you? It's like it's like a dare lot, you a lot attack. Of pirate <laughs> Lissa forgot oh. mid mid diss on you too what the name was called, so I don't think uh, that bodes too well for it. Um, but Seventh C, what were you gonna say, Lissa? 
I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just looking at the, uh, the Dicebreaker article, and the designer's name is John Wick, and like, it's true. What? <laughs> oh uh, my god, it is. <laughs> but I believe uh, John Wick uh, designed the original game, not the card game, right? Uh, update this article previously that John Wick was the designer behind 7th C City of File. This has since been corrected. Yeah, so I, I think that they worked on 7th C, the, the RPG, not the card game. Um, but uh, if you don't know, 7th C is like the premier pirates um, RPG to play. If you if you want to play Ca Pirates of the Caribbean or, or something along those lines, 7th C is the game I would recommend. There's three editions. I, I believe three. There might be more now. I played the third edition of the game. Um, it's published by Chaosium, which you know if you've played um, uh, Call of Cthulhu, that kind of thing. Uh, but 7C is awesome. Um, panache is one of the skill traits. Like, let's just put that there, right? <laughs> you think about what you can roll, like, I'm going to roll my panache. So play it. You can be your best Jack Sparrow, uh, the other people in those movies, uh, Elizabeth Swan, Will... <laughs> bootstrap bill i can't forget remember his last name uh turner will turner uh but mm -hmm. I, I love the game it's really really fun uh my wife has played it with me uh my buddy john ran a couple of games for us as well if you want to play pirates it's a perfect system it's got a really cool world that's inspired by ours so you have like avalon is the stand-in for like the english empire um but there's magic involved lots of giant beasties really cool rules for not just swashbuckling but also for um sea combat and whatnot and while this game is not diegetic i wanted to throw it on here as an excuse to talk about 7c um but i'm gonna play it as a diegetic game so if you have two to four players uh, you can pick up pine box entertainment's uh expandable uh card game so things like netrunner or marvel legendary you, you'll get the idea where you can buy sets of cards for 7c um and you get different factions different pirate leaders different ships it's pretty self-explanatory i don't want to get too much into card games because that's not what this show is about but if you like 7c you can check that out and if you don't like 7c yet maybe you do maybe you just haven't discovered it yet motivation <laughs> go go play pirate games um and is this the final one in the thing no we have two left let's hurry up damn it uh <laughs> we're almost halfway through the show we got to be done with bits and bobs damn it um next up christmas advent calendar contains supplements for tabletop rpg games every single day through december 25th uh do you two care about a advent calendars b christmas <laughs> uh see wizards of the coast lukewarm <laughs> um yes to advent <laughs> calendars yes partially to wizards of the coast uh what was the other one christmas christmas, christmas. yes Double yes to Christmas. So there you go. Um, so every day leading up to Christmas, players can expect to open up a door every day to find these things um, that can be used during their games, the fantasy role-playing game. Examples of items found within the Seasons of Adventure calendar include tokens, miniatures, maps, music, player, uh, music for players, game masters to employ, uh, and a couple other bits and bobs. Uh, I am 
I don't give a shit about this. I think it's cool. I didn't have Advent calendars growing up, even though I was raised in a household supposedly that was Christian. I, I we really weren't, but like we celebrated Christmas, I suppose. Um, we went to church sometimes. Uh, so you can pick up an Advent calendar. That's D and D. It's officially licensed. You can get some cool shit from it. Um, I'm not finding a price for this yet. Do you two uh, see anything about price tags on there? launched well, november 1st wait that's kickstarter it's still okay so it's not officially licensed it looks like ron ogden is the project creator um 5e advent calendar maybe it's not maybe maybe that was uh just a misnomer in there um so but you can get a daily miniatures and more leading to it uh yeah so i'll notify myself of the launch and i will let you know how much you have to pay for this advent calendar they should get on it uh maybe look forward to this for next christmas hmm. seasons of adventure and finally the longest rest is a horror rpg that warps fantasy taverns into monstrous haunted houses the tavern is supposed to be a safe place in fantasy RPG storytelling, a restful sanctuary where adventurers grab and pint and a trencher of stew. I don't, I never heard trencher before. That's a new one for me. Me neither. What the hell is a trencher? I'm guessing it's a bowl of some sort and uh, trade gossip or meet up with other eclectic travelers with whom they might share the road. But the most insidious horrors makes light of our assumptions as designers and artist JN Shim illustrates in her newest tabletop game, The Longest Rest. Currently crowdfunding on Indiegogo, The Longest Rest is a twisted and gruesome take on the well-heeled gaming stereotype where a group of adventurers begin their campaign in a tavern's common room. While there still might be giants and rats in the cellar, there are also secret hatreds, hunger older than the bones of the world, and seething, writhing life within the whitewashed walls of the building. Uh, the Longest Rest takes four players and a facilitator through an experience meant to test their physical and mental resolve. Each player will choose from amongst six playbooks... The Vainglorious Sellsword, the Zealous Penitent, the Precious Consort, or Precocious Consort, sorry, and the Wild-Eyed Warder, the Mocking Sparrow, or the Tormented Hunter, and explore an ostensible rest stop along a particularly dark road. Well, that sounds insidious and creepy. Um, uh, of course, the longest rest uses uh, uh, Magay? Magoy? and Vincent D. Baker's Apocalypse World as its mechanical core, but Shim notes several additional systems that supplement a fiction-forward approach to character interaction. So if you're looking for a new way to start a game or just a new TTRPG to check out and you want that horror element, you can check out The Longest Rest. It sounds creepy. It sounds very niche, though. Um, do you two have any interest? I know creepy and, and the gothic horror of it all is your bag. Or as Lissa put earlier, she's a slut for it. So um, her words, not mine. Uh, you're going to be checking out the Indiegogo campaign. It's interesting. I, I think I'll keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sold entirely yet, but... I heard playbooks, I and it's not uh, powered by the apocalypse. It's Apocalypse World, which I believe is uh, it's similar, not the same thing. But I've never played anything in Apocalypse World, so I'll look mm. at it. But uh, <laughs> it plays too much like Powered by the Apocalypse. This might it not has be the word one Apocalypse in it. You are very trepidatious. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm nervous. You know how many times I've looked at games? I'm like, oh, this looks so fucking cool. And then I see it's Powered by the Apocalypse. I'm like, ah, just not for me. Um... <laughs> 
but I won't say don't buy it because it's for other people. That's completely fine. I like this if the idea has many maps for um, these haunted uh, rest stops, basically. If there's cool things along that, I might buy it and use those other supplements from it rather than the core system, mm. which I've done in the past. Um, but anyways, moving on, let's bring up our next segment. Let's look at the run of show. I keep saying let's because I'm trying to bring up the correct <laughs> uh, page. This is our Bardic Inspiration. This is our entertainment D&D news segment. Um, um, first up, we have this comes from uh, Johnny Stanton. Um, please consider sharing this. I want everyone who sees it and wonders, huh? This D&D thing sure looks interesting. To please follow me. I am hoping to make D&D as approachable as possible to sports fans and really everyone. D&D is for everyone, even you. And this is about the story run recently on ESPN about Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, who sent this to me? Somebody that did here. Me. Lissa, that been me. can you yeah. give me the rundown on Johnny Stanton's story? Uh, Well, it's... I mean, it's the other Twitter thread uh, explains it, but um, he I want to hear approached... from your words. You were excited. I want to well, hear the excitement. D and D, they made this thing on ESPN Sports Center about uh, beefy sports players ba playing D and D together, <laughs> which I I'm. That's exciting, but also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's always cool when you hear like these entertainment people, um, whatever industry, whether it's like Hollywood or sports, people that are like not limited to, you know, they're not just one thing. People who play sports are allowed to play D&D. &D, and in fact, they do. Nerds are everywhere. We walk among you. Um, and yeah. I know that was like really cool. At Like recently, when you find out how many big name actors play D&D. &D, um, mm -hmm. And now it's like, I've... I was going to say, I've always known. People have always known that there are nerds that work in sports, obviously. Um, but it's cool to see them getting the spotlight like this. Like, I always think of Hunter Pence, who plays baseball, talking about how much he loved video games and all of the stuff that he's done in the video game industry. It's really cool to see the ESPN talking about these players that play D&D &D and play D&D &D together, which is, which is also a neat part of the story. It's not just like, oh, yeah. this one player has a table. It's like, no, this one player has a table or other players from the same sport play with them um yeah. uh do we remember the player that was in the highlight i do not you mean oh no i don't i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know sports don't i don't, I, I, me I don't either that that was why i'm like i don't remember the, the the player that was uh referenced but uh i do recommend going to check out uh johnny stanton's story um i believe it was the reference uh Jake Trotter, um, another reporter for ESPN who actually put the story together. So um, go check that out. Uh, it, just recognize that everyone can be a nerd. And just because you like football, baseball, basketball, baseball. I said baseball twice. Hockey. Baseball twice. Baseball is a big thing in Michigan, which has always flabbergasted me. I come from a really small town and that was our thing. It was like, oh, we our baseball 
team won a class d tournament in like 1996 <laughs> like oh okay that's cool i guess um but i i i'm not a big sports guy i was when i was younger i no longer am but everybody can be a nerd i think about my friends in high school um uh, an old friend of mine sheldon shout out sheldon love you buddy um and our buddy max they were two of the biggest beefiest dudes you can picture in your head if you picture a guy that can lift a car like in a superhero movie that's what these guys look like and they they played every sport football basketball baseball and they and they weightlifted and they were my best buds who played world of warcraft and magic the gathering every day like more than i did uh so like you don't limit yourself to what you can do and don't listen they played so much magic the gathering they called it jick just like as shorthand and would talk about it and con try to convince their other sports buddies that it was way more fun than football which it was like they're, they're not wrong at all um and they uh they raided in world of warcraft every single day it was disturbing uh so don't limit yourself go play sports and magic the gathering slash dnd Mostly D&D, because that's what this show's about. I'm not going to do any of those things. I, I don't exercise anymore. <laughs> Are you not? So, no, no, no. I don't think so. Uh, I will I will watch maybe, you know, some hockey games. But uh, that's that's the end of the list there. Uh, I left sports behind when my knees stopped working. Ah. Uh. Listen here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> if you think I can't hear you, I can. Uh, I used to do parkour, which is why my knees don't work very well. I fell from parkour. a lot of buildings. I did parkour and skateboarding a lot. I played baseball for like uh, six weeks my junior year of high school. Congrats. No, nah, I wasn't good. <laughs> the team also wasn't. But <laughs> I played soccer for 10 years. I do not call myself an athlete. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's nothing athletic about me. Uh, hacky sack. I was really good at hacky sack, which is not a sport. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on to our final segment, the village crier. This is where we get into the actual news that doesn't fit into shit you should buy or shit you can watch um this is where we talk about the actual news that's going on uh Chardet, you sent this story to me i believe this is an update uh i wish we could stop updating and you asked me should we even do this and i think we should because it's worth talking about uh so teen phoenix is back risen like a phoenix from the ashes to be an awful person over on instagram can you speak a little bit about this newest update yeah, so I came across this because I follow somebody on Twitter who has had dealings with Jameson Stone and by uh, extension also kind of Satine Phoenix. Is this Bunny B? So, yeah, Bunny B on Twitter, at Bunny underscore B, B-I-I. And she posted something a couple days ago on October 29th. Um, that said to please go to Satine Phoenix's Instagram and report her account slash posts. She has now decided to directly lie to people instead of just ignoring the problem altogether. Many people have not been paid. Victims have been ignored and backers have been left in the dust. And so obviously I went over to Instagram to see what the fuck she was talking about. Let me just pull up and see if the 
post is even still up. Probably. Yes, it is. It is. Oh, of course. I'm looking at it. I took screenshots as soon as I saw it, (laughs) in case she took it down. I won't read the entire thing, but she basically is standing by her husband, Jameson Stone, who has been outed as kind of a really awful human being. They both are, but I think he also took a lot of the brunt of it. Um, Because the people dug up a lot about his past and his um, emotional abuse specifically. Mm -hmm. And she posted that they were sticking together and said that she pays for her work always. um, And also made the announcement that this is, quote, this is my only response is how she starts it, which is just blatantly untrue. She's already made a response. Um, it, all of it's blatantly know, untrue, I, right? Like, we, there's there's yeah. physical evidence. There are receipts that she does not always pay for her work. <laughs> she said that she has no outstanding invoices anymore. There were people who weren't anymore. Paid, but they've taken care of. And I don't know. Bunny didn't specifically say any names, and she obviously does not have to. No. Um, but according to somebody who has spoken about and has had dealings with her and her husband... I am inclined to believe her claims over somebody who has done the wrong. And a lot of people have not accepted, who have been wronged by her and her husband, have not accepted their apologies and have also gone on the record saying they've never reached out in private. They've only made public statements. And if they reached out to somebody in private, nobody, like, they all have been communicating with each other and, like, nobody has been contacted for any sort of apology. It's all been public showing, basically. Right. And yeah, she just makes a bunch of claims in the Instagram post and um, says that this is her last public apology. She says that she has made mistakes. She apologized sincerely and publicly. She wants to learn from her mistakes and move on. She says this matter is closed, which I think is what really rubs people the wrong way. I wish I could do that. Like, how do I start doing that with people? Just be like, no, this matter is ended. Like, I, I don't think I could say that even when I literally could end the matter. I don't, th- I don't think that you have that power in any sort of social dynamic. To be like, we're done talking about this. I'm like, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, keep talking no, about exactly. it. <laughs> You're only speaking for yourself. Like, you might be done talking about this, but the people who are on the other side of the situation, like, are obviously not done talking about this. The matter is not settled. When you use absolute language like that, it just automatically makes honestly does not like you if you use absolute language like that right there's very clearly multiple sides to the story and it's people have also rightfully i think pointed out that there is a very specific reason why she posted this on instagram and not on twitter because twitter hates hates her (laughs) hates her and her husband ever since she ever since she uh shut everything down she only went on instagram she posted her apology video on there she she hasn't been on twitter in a long time no for good reason because yeah i mean it's a very obvious reason why because twitter has a way more overwhelmingly negative opinion of her and to her credit this time she didn't limit comments on her post on instagram so last time she kind of addressed the situation more vaguely is that the last time I think we talked about this story when she posted a picture on Instagram with the um, like the body painting symbolizing like a broken person coming to uh, I got that I forgot oh, about it until just this, yeah. this moment 
that was more vague and she limited comments on that one to her to her credit this is the only credit i'll give her she did not limit comments on this post so they're a lot more negative yeah, see, how's that working out for her? yeah they are way more overwhelmingly negative so i don't i don't know how this is going to turn out but it's just every time the situation comes up i'm just like really i thought like can it not be any time a public event like this happens, whether it's in the D&D community, tabletop community, or elsewhere? I'm like, why can't this shit just be settled privately and then, like, and then you do a public response? Because obviously they're not doing anything privately. This is all for show. And it just annoys me. Well, then, and that's, that's part of the problem is, like, you, this isn't, it's not really too much opinion-based, right? These people were bad people to these other people. It's your opinion on what's bad, sure, but there's not a lot of, oh, like, there's not a lot of he said, she said going on here, right? This is, no, they fucking sucked. And I don't see, and that's, that's what my, it's going to lead to my question is, I don't see a lot of people do, defending them. I know there are some, I've seen some people go, yeah, well, it can't be that bad. But I feel like the overwhelming majority of people were like, nah, we're done with this. Um, so I guess that that's that's what I'm curious of. I'd love to hear from our audience and go like, do you still fuck with them? I do, is why do you was do you love the products that they had backed? I don't know what their name alone because they definitely didn't do it with money. It seems. Uh, so like, what is it about them that people are really fighting for if they are fighting at all? Um, I know what they're fighting for. That's their their livelihood. They want they're losing control and uh, fan base and a million other things. But I'm curious about the people that that are sticking by them. What is it about it? Because uh, I don't. I, every time they pop back up, I'm like, for what though? What are you popping back up to do? Is there a product that you're still selling? Are you still trying to get hosting gigs? What is it? I think. I mean, she, she still has. Yeah, she still down. has a stake. She still has a stake in the industry. She has her Sirens Battle of the Bard stuff. They, I, okay. I still believe they're doing the uh, Red Opera thing that they book that they're still making. Um, I thought they already think, made that. Wasn't that already released? I, I don't think it's fully been finished yet because I think they were oh, still working on it. Okay, so there, there's still damage to be done is what you're telling and me. The, and she's yeah. still like a very... Um, she still has, uh, how would I say, pull in the TTRPG space because she is a, I, w I wouldn't say TTRPG has celebrities, but if we did, she is a notable figure in the community and she is out there and people know of her. So she's still like, this is her source of income as her. And they're they had like that weird cruise that they did and they're like doing all of these different things to like this is their business is within the ttrpg space so if she loses that if she loses this space and she loses these connections that she's made in the ttrpg space where she's been for so long what does she have left right that she that makes sense again. it's just yeah. like it's interesting like sometimes you'll see like a celebrity in another industry where it's like, oh, okay, I fucked up because here's my new movie that's coming out soon. You know, like you've seen yeah. Ezra Miller make those really vague apologies for being a piece of shit criminal. And, uh, and they like are, are popping up because they need to start promoting the flash because they haven't canceled it yet. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? I was curious. I was like, what is it that, that she has on the horizon? But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I th I think this is just I think this is this just looks like PR to me. Yeah, doing they, their best. They did, they did. She did the apology video. She did the letter on Instagram. 
she went um mia for however many months they did whatever what they called was like um an internal investigation within the company and changing their hierarchy or whatever the hell um and now she's you know now she's over it so now she posted this you know she's healing she's purging she has learned her lesson and now she's gonna come back this is this is this is like the pr response I I get mad physically. Like I feel myself shaking, getting angry whenever anybody does any show like that. Like the dramatics of it. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I'm like, oh, like oh, I'm healing, and she did the tattoo thing. I'm like, that just makes me mad, and that's a personal thing. I'm already mad. It doesn't matter what you did, but the fact that you did that and you were wrong, like that's the thing. There, I'm like, no, you're a piece of crap. Like, stop it. Yeah. like it's so silly and I, it's, I feel so much secondhand embarrassment seeing things like that on top of the fact that i'm like no just and, go away just go away and also Lisa said like she doesn't know if there are D celebrities i mean yes there are and also her and her husband literally on all of their marketing marketed themselves as celebrity D right yeah. Right. Like, they marketed themselves like that. They think yeah, you, that they are. You can call you yourselves know. that. That doesn't make you a fucking celebrity. I know. But they are, though. He's like Closer. Jameson Stone, not quite as much, because he's super new. So yeah, I had never heard of him before this whole thing, but I, Satine Phoenix is one of the first uh, creators I had seen and could recognize, right next to, like, Matthew Mercer, when it came to Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. as it started to, like, gain a uh, bigger following on, like, social media, and as, like, an entertainment entity, as, like, another medium of people that go and watch stuff. Like, as Critical Role rose up, so did Satine Phoenix. Like, I would say she's a and d celebrity, what is celebrity that's a that's a different uh, thing right but i would say like she's a personality that people recognize and when it comes to and she also markets herself as one right which always kind of rubbed me the wrong way as but like you know more power to you i guess if that's how you want to brand or market yourself and i'm a celebrity now (laughs) no i am a dnd celebrity (laughs) i'm guys if we can make this happen if it's just as simple as like declaring bankruptcy I, if I can manifest I this, celebrity, uh, celebrity, <laughs> I am a D and D celebrity. You can book me now. Just hit us up, can't be creations at gmail dot com. Like I am a D and D celebrity. I'll host some shit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, should I get a tattoo that shows that I'm broken too? Can I? Yeah. Can I pull that off? You, um, be, yeah. You're you're a white guy. You you can be. You can be I I probably have something to apologize for, right? Like I just want to say right now that I am done. Okay, I apologize. It's done with, or it's over. Okay, I'm declaring it, and I'm declaring myself a celebrity now. I found a comment on the Instagram post that maybe kind of answers Carrie's question of just like, who even is accepting this apology? (laughs) I got so nervous when he said answer my question. I was like, oh god, what did I say? I don't. I already (laughs) forgot. Just to, like, give context, I don't know if this is the only perspective, but it, it makes sense when somebody words it like this. It's literally, I won't say the username, you can find the comment if you want to find the comment, because the post is still up. It says, I can honestly say, I have never paid any attention to whatever happened. I just know I am waiting patiently for your D&D role-playing content. That is why I started following you in the first place. Smiley face. So I mean, ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like I, I, I've seen that, and I, I, I've like tried not to do that now. But when I was younger, it's like, oh, this person was problematic. I'm like, well, I just want the next comic book. I just want the next thing, right? So I'm going to ignore the real life implications of it, um, which is their choice. That's fine for them to do, I guess. But uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it is interesting that the person that you found the support of them were just unaware of the situation, though, right? Yeah. Like they didn't like say, "Well, I'm taking your side." It was, oh, "I'm not, I'm not gonna pay attention to what you did. I'm just gonna keep playing." And then I did find. Okay, so I found another one. This is a positive comment again, and a different perspective. Somebody said that they worked with her and they were nice to her and they were fair to her. That's cool. That's good for them. Like, yeah, good for you. You got lucky. Yeah, you got. Sounds like you were lucky because they were not. She was not good to some other people. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep so it's keep going uh heading over to instagram let her know how you feel i suppose um i'm gonna go back to that espn story because Lisa was very nice and got a story that breaks it down for us this comes from christian hoffer over at comicbook.com espn ran an extended segment on the cleveland browns dungeons and dragons game on sports center over the weekend the feature showcased a DD game run by former cleveland browns fullback johnny stanton the fourth with current Browns player Miles Garrett and Wyatt Teller as two of the players. The four-minute video is mostly an overview of Dungeons & Dragons and the group discussing overcoming the common perception of the game, but it also shares some details about Teller and Garrett's characters, and you can check out the full segment below, so go ahead and check out that article. It'll explain it much better than I could because I don't watch ESPN. So, <laughs> there you go. We don't, we, we don't know anything about sports or people who play sports. I've heard all of those names before, and I know the Cleveland Browns, but other than <laughs> like that's the end of list <laughs> it was football yeah. if you're curious <laughs> uh i think when i was talking about it earlier i was like it looks like ohio's colors and my wife was like you know ohio's colors i was like as being born in michigan and being surrounded by sports stuff like they teach you yeah. to hate ohio implicitly on all things including their colors so <laughs> uh so there you go a little bit of background on growing up a nerd in michigan you still have to watch some sports you still gotta learn i know i can play football today knowing the rules not physically i would do a very poor job but i do know the rules of football you said you don't know the rules char i don't i don't know the rules you want to boot up some madden i'll teach you um no that sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> Madden is very fun. Playing those games, that's why, like, that's reason why I never got into them, is the spectation of, of a sport has never been a thing that I've enjoyed. It's partly why I didn't get into um, uh, what, what's uh, actual plays, is because I'd rather play D&D than watch people play yeah. D&D often. It's the same thing with sports. Like, baseball is a fun game. When you get to play baseball, <laughs> watching baseball watching is not how I want to spend my time. The most boring <laughs> thing on the planet i don't get any enjoyment like even after because when even i used to go to you know american football games in like undergrad and stuff and you could feel the crowd and you can like get really hyped i never got hyped at a baseball game baseball's hard because baseball's a fucking it can be like a nine hour game you know like it, it literally was made to pass the time so like that one's hard but there's there's cool segments in all sports I recommend if people want to get into sports and they want to watch something that's like, oh, nonstop. Football has a lot of pauses. Basketball and hockey are two games that just keep going. Hockey. Like, yeah, they're hockey. they're never any... Hockey especially, because sometimes people get fucking slapped. You know what I mean? You can watch yeah, somebody get into fight. a fight. <laughs> that's great. And you don't have to know the rules of hockey to watch that. And get, like, you might not know what icing is, but you know that guy got knocked the fuck out. So... Mm -hmm. 
so there you go like hockey is a fun one plus like they're just non-stop sports like they keep going back and forth that's something that people don't recognize so a, a lot of people who don't watch basketball they're like yeah but like how hard is it like those people playing the sport don't stop moving all night <laughs> like I, one of the oh, only sports that i watch is ice hockey just because finland mm-hmm. happens to be good at it and also it like it looks like it's a lot of work. One hundred percent, right? <laughs> like you don't understand. Like there's a reason why those people are like pure sinew, you know? Like they are. They are standing <laughs> on blades. They are whizzing around. And they have bats in their hand. They have literal sticks field. that they use to hit things with. And then they hit things with sticks. And like even if you had no like understanding of how humans work, you would have to look at them and be like oh this is something this is impressive right like that's the thing is like there's a little bit of football where like you watch how fast they move when they start moving and they get the hits but there's still a lot of intricacies that you can't pick up on when you watch something like basketball or hockey it's like no you just look at them those people are physical like that is physically impressive from the outset baseball is another one you look at baseball you're like i don't know is that hard it is but it's hard to tell necessarily when you're looking at it but you look at somebody playing hockey you're like that's just that person is talented period <laughs> <laughs> to, to just move in this sport you know like like soccer has elements of that like there's a lot of standing around sometimes but when somebody gets an impressive kickoff you go oh that was cool but hockey mm-hmm. just the fact that you're on the ice is already impressive <laughs> so there's a certain amount of people that can't do that at all exactly the weakest angles i don't i can't remember the last time i went ice like even ice skating because i'm just so nervous i'm gonna break my ankle (laughs) i trip over my own two feet it's bad what about rollerblades i haven't been rollerblading in a really long time so i again i don't think i think i was okay because i used to go to roller rinks a lot as a kid hell yeah uh I, I could it's been a really long time like it's probably middle school <laughs> like since i've been to a roller rink so i don't know i used to go skating every friday uh our my town had very few things to do and one of those things was you could go to the roller rink it was basically like a roller disco um and almost the entire like youth of the town went every single friday and they also had sunday skating but that was more for like children um, which I was also a child, but like little children. Uh, but every Friday, most of the the teens and adolescents would go and skate. So that's something I could still probably do just from muscle memory. I didn't play like roller hockey though. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have any confidence in playing that sport. Um, but let us know in the comments as well as checking out our email, campykillcreations at gmail or our Twitter uh, at Cave Trolls Pod. And let us know, do you like sports? Are you interested to hear some of these sports players actually playing D&D? Uh, what do you think of Satine Phoenix and Studley Stone? Uh, and anything else that we talked about, you got to pick up some Dicelings. Let us know. Um, I am at Resident Sievel on Twitter. Sharday, where can the people find you online? I am the best half of the Slavonly Trolls podcast. And I run the Slovenly Trolls Twitter at Slovenly Trolls. <gasps> and Lissa, where can the people find you online? Better half on <laughs> at Slovenly Trolls Instagram. And I am also running the Cape Trolls. 
Pod at Cave Trolls Pod on Twitter. Yay! Um, also, I want to throw out there that uh, we have our lore rewrites over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash creations. You can get Shar's newest lore rewrite um, this month, the Banshees. That's up and available. It's really cool. I drew some artwork. Uh, Alyssa did the layout design. It's really, really neat. The This is one I think it was probably Shardy's most ambitious lore rewrite this time, adding a lot of cool lore to the Banshees. Uh, Shard, would you say that that's correct? I would say I got carried away. <laughs> I love it. I thought that was a really cool idea. I, I'm really, really excited for people to check that out. Um, go over there, pick those up. And I can announce right in the fields is coming back for the entire year of 2023 because my co-host Chelsea is done with law school. She's completed it. She knows all the laws. Wow. She, she has passed the bar, and that means that we can no longer uh, say lots of legal things on the show, but we can talk about lots of entertainment stuff. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's coming back. So if you're excited about that, thank you. And if you're not, what the fuck, man? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's about all I have for you. Do you two have anything to add before I let these people go? Um, they can return to their families. Uh, depends. Mm. When does this? When does this premiere? This premieres Friday for our patrons. Friday the fourth of November, and for the public, the Monday the seventh. Uh, vote in the midterms. Fucking vote. Fucking. Uh, I think if you live in Michigan, uh, your deadline is the 8th. So, And I think you still can do your absentee ballots. I think you have. Um, I so. think so. I think as long as they arrive at the um, at your county clerk's office or whoever counts up your votes wherever you mm -hmm. live, as long as the absentee ballot arrives on the day. Yep. Then, yeah. So go do that. There's still time. And you have all. Uh, is it the 7th or the 8th? Is it the. It's the what? The 8th is the election day, so you can go wait in line, go do that, find out uh, where you need to be, and go vote. It's important. It doesn't matter who you're voting for. To me, just go do it. Get your voice heard. Um, I'm, it's not a fight worthy to do. Like, go prove me wrong uh, politically. Go vote. Um, but yeah, go do that. Uh, this has been the Cave Trolls, and we're out. That's right, Lisa. Go vote. <laughs> go vote. Yeah, I'll just go vote at my <laughs> local american government place that is what they're officially called it's the american government place <laughs> got yes. that correct okay now comes that special time of the podcast where we get to thank our patreon producers you keep the lights on you keep the mics rolling and really you make it possible to do all of this so we want to give a special shout out thank you to the lorax who gets two special shout outs because i also thank you for speaking for the trees we also have jeremy raymond raymond thank you Trellbot, the Highlander, thank you so much for being our first one and only, and then now in a group of four, but still thank you for being a Patreon producer. And finally, Kim Winson, thank you so much for being our Patreon producers. We appreciate you, and we owe everything we do to people like you. Um, I was trying to sound like the PBS thing, you know, paid for by viewers like you. I don't think I can quite pull it off. I haven't been watching enough Sesame Street lately, so that's what I'm going to go work on now. Thank you.